Hello and welcome to the Evil Villains Podcast, where every good story needs a villain. I'm your host, Matt, and we are joined by James, as always. I am way too excited for this. I am similarly excited. I think you're more um, excited for this than I am. Definitely. It's just, so, for uh, for the audience, if I can speak correctly, which I struggle with sometimes. God, I hope. Yeah, it's not great. No, but for the audience's perspective, or knowledge, um, if you couldn't have told, both of us are gamers. <gasps> meaning, um, we play video games. Guess what? Most of everybody does at this point in time. <gasps> We're living in the future, James. We are living in the future. I still play Oregon Trail. Oh. On like a 2000... 1997 Tower PC. Oh god, is that old? <laughs> it is as old as I am. Oh god. <laughs> and it still works. So going off of our off-topic conversation, we're both gamers. James loves his PS4s and Sony stuff. I'm a PC gamer and also love my Nintendo stuff. But it also turns out James loves Nintendo as well. I, I love it all. It is video games. And let's be honest, I'm kind of in the same perspective. He'll eventually convince me to buy a PS4 one day. He might buy a PS4. Oh, okay. <laughs> See? So, that easy. Um, but this one is a very interesting topic, as probably many of you have noticed the episode title right now. Some of you are going, who the fuck is Tom Nook? And some of you are going, oh my oh boy. god. Oh boy. So, um, as kind of a brief introduction, as I should say, actually I should um, get some, what do you want to call it, kind of a... Context. Con- maybe not context, but maybe rules of the new podcast going on. Probably. Um, we will now introduce segments. <gasps> Gasp. Segments. Um, for the first part, we'll be talking Gasp. about the... Um, give a brief overview of our topic and then we'll give a little bit of a backstory, an origin story. And then that's when the open season occurs where we just absolutely have no rules. And we just talk about how they're loosely based towards a villain. So as I'm really sorry already, many of you are very confused because we're just jumping topics all over the place. So bringing it all back to the middle, bringing it all back. Who to is the Nook? Mr. Tom Nook. Who is Tom Nook? So Mr. Tom Nook, for those who have been questioning, is a special character part of the Animal Crossing series who plays the most important role of all the games. He is termed a raccoon in Western versions of the game, but it's actually a tanuki in the Japanese version. In all games leading to New Leaf, which is the most recent for the 3DS, he is the manager of the town shop. After the final expansion, Nookington, he will employ his nephews, Timmy and Tani, Timmy and Tommy, excuse me, words again, Tani, um, who will work on the second floor of every uh, Animal Crossing series game except for New Leaf. Um, anyway, moving on, uh, Nook is actually, so all of that said, in New Leaf, he actually takes a special interest or a specific interest in real estate which technically he did in all the games leading up to there but it's just it was really shady because he was the town's shopkeeper but also managed your house for some odd reason and seemed to own a bank on the side and it's just it's like what's what's going on and he's not ever really telling about his backstory or how this all worked and he just 
seemed to plead to the next will in a weird way. The way that some people put it, from what I've seen, and I'm pulling it up, uh, people have actually uh, disliked Tom Nook so much, and I quote, Tom Nook is similar to Bane from Batman. And for fuck's sake, can we stop talking about Batman? This is now the fourth or the fifth episode Tom running. <laughs> More Batman. <sighs> we need to stop with these comparisons to Batman. But, so, anyway, why, 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 why are we talking about Nook? Um... There is actually no origin story, so screw the segments. Now it's open season. James. Oh, Tom Nook. May I begin with Matt, some of my notes? Matt, I only have one request. Go on, In James. your open season. Yes. Don't rip him three new assholes, only two. <laughs> oh, that's going to be hard. So, why... Why do you hate Tom Nook as you are currently addicted to Animal Crossing? I got my girlfriend addicted to Animal Crossing on the 3DS, and I'm totally okay with this. So, um, why Tom Nook is even appearing in this uh, will be going all the way back to the very first Animal Crossing for GameCube. So, like I was saying, it's really weird how this one character seems to be running the bank the loans of this entire city, which, again, kind of synonymous as you take loans out with a bank. Gasp. Um, he also runs the town shop. He won't tell you what his actual motives are. It's all kind of gray. And he just steals all of your money somehow. He's like, oh, hey, like, I'll take your, I'll take your money for buying these products that I'll sell. I'll take your money for these loans. But he does it in a very... It's weird because he does it in a very American business-like fashion. He does it in a very friendly way, which is the worst type of evil person. And why this is the problem... I don't know where my thoughts are. They're all over the place right now. Basically, in essence, if we can take all of what I just described... He is, what we shall say, runs a monopoly. He has everything. He has the only towns... Well, he is a monopoly of monopolies. He has the only town shop. He has the only town bank. He is the only person to discuss with when talking about where your house should be. And even the residents talk about it too, where they go through Nook when talking about their house financing and whatnot. So, he has a monopoly of monopolies. He's the only person that runs pretty much everything in town. And even, like, the mayor fears him. And he basically does have control of the town. Because he is, everybody is willing to the almighty dollar. And the almighty dollar is owned through Nook. You have to go through him for literally everything. So, how is he evil? James, do you have any thoughts before I continue on rambling? 
in a I'm, very incoherent fashion. So again, my apologies to all audience members figuring that I'm jumping from topic to topic. You know, whatever. It's fine. I specifically didn't say anything because you were on a roll. A very incoherent roll, but there. <laughs> well, I will add one thing that you brought up to me uh, a little bit before we started. Mm-hmm. Um, in We're going all the way back. We're going back 15 years to 2003. 2003. 2003, Nintendo Power. Mm-hmm. We all know it. We all love it. Yep. And if you don't, you're a liar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but 2003, uh, they did a poll on who people thought was the worst Nintendo villain. Or best Nintendo villain? Best Nintendo villain? You know what I mean, though. The top villain in of, any series. Of the Ninte- of any Nintendo game. Series, whatever. And who was on that list? Who was nominated to be the top villain in all of Nintendo? Motherfucking Tom Nook. This bastard that has swindled you out of every single bell you have ever owned in every game is the top nominated villain in all of Nintendo. In 2003. Asterix, in 2003. Heck, if they probably did this in 2018, the answer's still the same. Well, actually, now here's the interesting thing, is finally Nintendo, after releasing three... um, first-party Animal Crossing game. So for GameCube, for the DS, for the Wii, which was interesting because it included... The Wii is a weird animal because of the motion controls and nobody wants to use motion controls anymore. I don't. But... I do. If I just want to sit and play a game, I just want to keep my hands at the table and just, you know, play around with a controller. That's all I want to do. No, 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 no. But anyway... When they came out with the 3DS version, they said, Oh shit. Tom Nook does have a lot of power. Because for the past three games, he's the only person you report to. So, Tom Nook's fall from grace is when competition came. So a small shop by the name of Retail came in, and I don't have any um, notes on it, and I'm... A bad enough person where I can't even remember the names of the two alpacas that run it. Alpacas. Is there any terminology, correct terminology about how to say it? Alpacas. Alpacas. Thank you. And both of them actually give, from what I recall from playing it recently, New Leaf, um, they will actually give better selling prices. Where you sell your fruit, you'll get better prices than what Nook would sell. But interestingly enough, when you go up to town, Nook actually isn't in the shop. His nephews are. Which is nice, because you don't have to really deal with him, but yet, you still do. Because in the New Leaf version, as we discussed, he has a special interest where he should have been in day one, which was real estate. You go to him for financing your house and interestingly enough not only do you finance your house and the loans and expansions and all that in new leaf you also work on the exterior of the house you get to change your doors the fences the mailboxes the colors the roofs anything um 
Which is actually very appreciated because the customization levels in New Leaf is what we were all looking for. We were saying, I want to change what my town hall looks like. I want to be able to place my house wherever I want to put it because the residents do and I don't. And being the mayor now of the town, you can put public works projects and all the rest of it. But as the mayor, you should have a say where your fucking house goes. Just saying. <laughs> Most of the time, yes, but semantics. Quite. But even in New Leaf, even in New Leaf, there are no taxes, there are no rent, there is no food costs, technically. There are no, well, there's no reason to eat food, so don't worry about it. Fair. Um, but there's still a lack of costs, but the only cost that there really is, is the loans. And as I was saying, he is, Mr. Tom Nook, is the one that is still running the loan system through his real estate company. And the weirdest part about it, this is why he is really on the villains list. Like I was saying before, having kind of like an American personality when it comes to business, where it's friendly and very accepting, but having a dark innard that nobody can see and this is a problem because when you pay off your loan, after you've paid off 450,000 bells, you've spent so many runs to going to the island to selling precious, valuable, rare bugs. You've caught so many fish. You've sold so many fruit, so many countless trips to retail to gain all these bells. And as soon as you pay it off you go to him and he said nook i paid it off and he goes congratulations on paying it off i'm so happy for you and he goes as a celebratory present uh choose one of these expansions for your house and he go thank you very much i'm going to choose the secret back room and he goes all right don't worry we'll have it added on next by the time you wake up tomorrow morning and you go Nook, thank you much. You wake up the next morning and go talk to Nook, and he goes, by the way, that's a million bells. And it's like, wait. So you're saying that what I paid off before isn't what I'm currently, huh? And he goes, yeah. That was, that was not a present from me. Because now you got to pay off the next one. So, yep. That's my monologue for the moment. James, let's have some discussion instead of me just rambling. So here's here's we'll start with the we'll start with the most recent one that you just talked about. New Leaf. Specifically. Could would in the real in the real world, using real world laws, blah 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 blah. Could he have done that to you? Could he have said, hey, what would you like to add onto your house? And be like, oh, let's add a secret room. It'll be done for you in the morning. And then Amazing turnaround could, time. Could he do that? Um, I mean, there is a correct answer to this. By how that works, technically, yes. He could. For one reason. Verbal contracts are a bitch. Yes. And that's one thing that we also momentarily discussed about before the podcast is 
whenever you get a contract in real life with a bank and whatever, it's got all these terms and conditions that you have to um, sign off to. And it's very interesting because with all these terms and verbiage, there are even the fine print that everybody talks about. The infamous fine print where you're reading in a lawn and then it says, by the way, the bank now owns your first child. By the way, the bank owns 95% of everything you have and stuff like that. The interesting thing is even if these quote-unquote contracts existed, these physical contracts existed in Animal Crossing, um, for simplicity's sake, I don't think many individuals would be willing to, I don't know, read it, look at it. They'd just be like, eh, it's close enough, it's fine, whatever. But... What I'm trying to get at here is, in business law, when, when I took it, um, a verbal contract has the exact same weight as somebody who had written an actual physical contract, which is really weird when it comes to laws. When you say, hey, I would like to buy your car for $5,000, and you say, okay, that right there confirms that there will be a transaction where somebody, party A, will buy a car from party B. For $5,000. And that's just how that is. So, thank you James for bringing that up again. I completely forgot about that. Yes. Um, that because I knew you would go ham on it. Yes. <laughs> Verbal contracts are very interesting because... Um, they're also bullshit. <laughs> yeah, because with verbal contracts there's a lot of implied... There's a lot of implications to have, to be had, which is really shitty. Because it's... who, What do these implications mean? And depending on who writes up, technically, quote-unquote, writes up the contract, um, they can include some verbiage that will really bend the contract to their whim, which Tom Nook does perfectly. Because, you know, he'll be saying, hey, you know, uh, we'll add on that house tomorrow morning. Well, it sounds good to me. And, however, I think the problem with the verbal contract is that he just says, adding it on, we'll do it tomorrow morning. And most people should at this point say, well, for how much? And he doesn't tell you until he drafts up the loan amount for the cost after he's all done all the work. For the next day. So that's. There is no true transactional amount. Until the next day. Which is kind of on the player's. Own fault. But you know that's. You know writing the script of the game. So yeah. That's all I got for that. Yep I only have. Really I only have one last thing to add. Which is really sad, because we're talking about Tom Nook, who is the true American villain. But uh, there is one last thing, legally, that could work, but shouldn't. Or, in his case, does work, but it really shouldn't. Monopolization. Mm-hmm. In... And I don't remember what it is for other countries. I think us... Britain and France have shared ideas about this. Monopoly is illegal and heavily frowned upon. However, it seems like recently in America, just 
I think we need to re revisit Monopoly Lost because it seems like there's so many different corporations that are able to buy up other ones really easily and then become very like, easily, but they always have a major competitor every time. And that's the one loophole that they can jump through. Is if they can or, prove competition, then they're... as long as they can prove an amount of competition by by legal law, they don't count as a monopoly. Mm -hmm. But a lot of companies they don't they have another loophole where they don't buy the company outright. They basically fund that smaller company. And they produce content for them. Mm -hmm. Which, by definition, is a loophole. However, the government still kind of gets back at them and says, mm, stop that. Yeah, that's a little bit... That's a little bit gray area, a little bit shady. But um, considering Animal Crossing, to be quite honest, is a child's game. Is kind of a... Um, you know, okay. happy, happy little game that's meant for, you know, just kind of a downtime. Let's not really look into the implications and what's really going on in the background. It's just meant to be a fun, stupid game. And it does it really well. Um, and I was going to say most games too, depending on how they're written and whatever, I mean, are the exact same way. I mean, if you go collect things, you need to go to the local town shop, which is technically a monopoly. And, I mean, if it's a communist government, it makes sense or whatever, but it's fine. But let's not get into the politics behind all that type thing. It's just, it's it, it's a game. Let's not read into the politics behind it. But, of course. We are. <laughs> We're going to, because we can. <laughs> Absolutely. And with Tom Nook, his downfall, in my mind, was the change from City Folk to New Leaf, the Wii version to the 3DS, where Nintendo thought it would be fun to include a shop that deals with um, secondhand resale. Where it's occasionally if you walk into retail, you'll find that uh, one of your villagers are able to sell their chairs. And it's kind of like a mini garage sale in a way. But then also you've got uh, Cyrus. Yeah, that's his name. Uh, Cyrus the Blue Alpaca. Alpaca. Um, Alpaca. Alpaca. He will then customize certain objects. If you have a really basic chair and you bring like a sapphire gem to him, he's like, done. It's a blue chair. Boom. Sweet. You're like, how does sapphire get into whatever? I'm not going to ask how dyes are being made. Don't worry about it. Um, so then that the introduction of retail, which is more of a consumer-friendly um, institution or company or very small shop then bases a prime competition to the Nooks family business or conglomerate, the Nooks conglomerate of businesses of re of real estate and banking and, um, you know, product sale. However, um, you know, that's this kind of downfall too going on further is uh, being interested in the real estate market is no longer technically that is a monopoly on the real estate market where you get you're giving them a lot of bells and that kind of fun stuff but it's no longer 
the store and the bank and the real estate and anything else going on. It's just the real estate. And then you could say, for example, Blathers has the monopoly of museuming or whatever. It's But that's kind of a donation program. Museums are different and they're not really companies from what I heard. But that's, a, again, a different story. Um, but yeah, um, in my mind, monopolies are truly bad and very gross. And Nook had them and he lost most of them, the banking and the store sell, product selling, retail aspect. And he kind of calmed down and is now just this vest-wearing, still kind of a jerk. But, you know, that's where I'm trailing off. James, any final closing <laughs> thoughts? I only have one last thought, Matt. Hmm. This is finally an episode where you take power rather than the rest of us. So, positivity, you're finally taking the throne. Yeah, I guess. This is one of the few topics where um, there have been very few games that have played that... First of all, most games that I play don't have a story. I like racing games. Where's the story? Unless of your Need for Speed Underground 2, <laughs> there isn't. <laughs> the story is Vroom Vroom Go. <laughs> exactly. And that is it. So, normally I don't play a whole lot of games that involve a story, so... Whatever, that's fine. And I normally don't do... I don't put enough time into game that do have a story to be able to psychoanalyze to this kind of level. Animal Crossing has been a favorite of mine ever since the DS version where my brothers picked it up and they were like, hey, you should play this. I'm like, okay. And then suddenly I lost my soul and I don't know how. <laughs> it's just not there anymore. <laughs> because I probably gave all my money to Tom Nook. So fuck you, Tom. <laughs> I guess there's really only only one way that you can end such a such a podcast. Hmm. Fuck you, Tom Nook. Fuck you, Tom. Hope you get a hell. So with that positive note, that was the sixth episode of episode number number. <laughs> episode number number. Uh episode number six. Of the Evil Villains podcast. If you've liked and enjoyed this, make sure you like and subscribe and comment down below and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, we post this podcast to SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. We post to YouTube um, Mondays at 2 p.m. Central Time and it'll be uploaded to SoundCloud. Eh. Whenever, before that. <laughs> I don't have a schedule for that. So if you guys want a schedule or want it to be uploaded for you guys before you go to work and you have something to listen to on the way to work for your commute, just let us know. Or if you want to listen to it during the night when you're done with work or if you're just kind of hanging out doing whatever, again, comment what you like and maybe we'll set up a couple of polls on Facebook and Twitter to see which one reigns supreme. Um, but again, like I said, episode number six of the Evil Villains podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and that's James. Fuck Tom Nook. Fuck Tom. Fuck Tom. And uh, we'll see you guys next week where we talk about stuff. Fuck Tom. I forget what we're talking about next week, too. Fuck Tom. Doesn't matter what we're talking about. Fuck Tom. <laughs>